You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good afternoon, Joe Clark. Great to be chatting with you again today. Yes. Hello, brother. How are you? I'm pretty well. Yep. Surviving in lockdown a little better than previous weeks. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. really good. Oh. Is um, it because you've been doing something fun? No, okay. just 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 a <laughs> time. <laughs> that's all there is. <laughs> How's your lockdown experiences going? Good. Well, I just I just have to tell everyone about the the huge Belmont vaccine hub. Um, because if you don't get to go there, it's quite fascinating. Um, and yeah. I just thought, oh, I'm just going to talk about it because I'm still now, fascinated by it. Belmont is a suburb in Newcastle or Lake Macquarie more, yeah. more properly. Yes. And there's a vaccine hub there. So tell us your yes. story. Well, so, I arrived and mm-hmm. I was greeted by, firstly, there was a car park attendant who was sending us to park in the right spots because you're, it's this big Bunnings hall. And so the Bunnings has moved. And so um, this, this big hall is being used. And so you park and then you are met by, I, I think it could have been 15 different people along the way to check different things. Really? 15 yeah. people? I, I think so. I think there was the lady who asked me initial questions about whether I'd been in a COVID, con- COVID contact site or any symptoms. Then there was the, the QR check-in lady. Then there was the hand sanitizing person. And then there was the, oh, yes, this is your appointment. You're at the right time person. Then there was the stand at the kiosk to get your check-in QR code because you had to check in almost like an airport yeah. arrivals like lounge where you yeah, check into the pass flight. Thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, like a boarding pass. And then there was the lady who was directing me around the corner. Then there was the lady she was directing me to who <laughs> then directed me how to sit in my chair because this chair, once you left the chair, we had to be turned around so it would be wiped down. Yeah. Then there was a lady guiding me to my vaccine bay. Then there was a lady giving me the vaccine. Then there was a man directing me to where I should wait and then <laughs> the person supervising my waiting, the person who checked me out at the end her yeah. buddy, and then the person, the security guard at the door who said, good to see you. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a it process. Just, yeah, it was amazing. And I sat there and you, and it's almost like you've gone to service New South Wales because you've got a number and you're just waiting. You're either mm, A, mm. AstraZeneca or P, Pfizer. And um, so people are getting their numbers and it's going beep. And so you go if it's your number. Or, and if it gets closer to your number, you're kind of sitting and watching and getting a bit of anticipation and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. But I, I just felt... I was really excited. I felt like I was contributing somehow to something. <laughs> yes, everyone was pleased to see you. <laughs> oh, yes. It was a really positive vibe. It kind of felt like you were going to give blood. You know the feeling when you go to give blood and it's just this really – Yeah. People are there because they're choosing to be there and yeah, it's really yeah. nice. It's it's not a place where people who are unwell are. Yeah. And I believe it's good to be in places where people are unwell and love people in those spaces. But if you can go to a yeah. nice place where you're also receiving medical care, gosh, it, it just felt really – yeah, it felt like I was looking around and then I ran into a uni church guy. So we sat waiting to see if we'd have an anaphylactic reaction, which yeah, none of yeah. we did. And yeah. so it was really actually quite nice. We chatted for 15 minutes and then we went home. Did you see anything there that you thought, this, we should introduce this into church welcoming? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I do love a good car park attendant. Yeah. Um, because I think um, it, it just showed that, they, that there was a right place to park. And yeah. I love the feeling of I'm getting it right. Other people are not fussed <laughs> by that at all. But I'm like, oh, look, I'm parking in the right spot. Excellent. Yeah. I've started well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think everyone looked me in the eye, which I don't want to assume is always 
happening at church and I think that makes mm. a big deal. Like I felt like a lot of people looked me in the eye and smiled at me and we were all wearing face masks but I could feel that they were smiling smiling with my their eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I think I just you knew where you were going next because they were really clear. Maybe all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. What an experience. So many people. Yeah, I felt very thankful for our health service and came home and was like, all right. Good. I'll be back again. <laughs> uh, fantastic. What about you, brother? What have you been up to? Oh, I thought I'd share with you a uh, TV show that I've found and enjoyed. You're going to love this, Joe. Oh, okay, um, let me guess. Is it Korean? Not Korean this time, but it is Ooh. Chinese. It's a 2019 Chinese TV series starring <laughs> Yang Yang as pro gamer Ye Chu. It's called King's Avatar. Ooh. And that is about, yes, you, I said it correctly, a pro gamer. Um, okay. Okay. So, so let me just make sure I'm understanding this right. The gamer is a video gamer and yes. a pro is someone who is paid to play video paid, games. That's right. Yeah, so right. this series is taking us into a world where professional gamers belong to elite teams with Ooh. names such as Blue Rain and Team Excellent Era. And they, <laughs> these young good. men and women live and train in like spaceship-like compounds yes. uh, with coaches and mentors and they have uniforms and merchandise Nice. And they compete in big money tournaments in front of live crowds, cheering crowds, okay. and a huge online audience. Right. This is what I'm watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that is uh, an, that's an exploration in another world. <laughs> yeah. What I'm loving is, I mean, apart from the fact with Asian dramas uh, frequently is clean, there's no yes. nude scenes or swearing, or anything, so it's easy to enjoy. Uh, it's complete escapism for me. So this is a very oh, different world to me. I have no so good. experience in, that, in pro gaming or anything like that in big Chinese cities. Um, I love that there's no irony. Like uh-huh. these, if the Westerners did this, it would be like, uh, this is kind of ironic, isn't it? This is a bit funny. But no, these guys and girls, they're genuine heroes in this world. Like, they're real people you look up to. Yes. Um, they're quite serious. They might often all quote Chinese sayings and, and proverbs. Yeah, there's drive um, and commitment without it having there's to be drive and kind commitment. of sarcastic. Yeah, these like are that. heroic people. And there's serious action as the, um, the TV director <laughs> kind of takes you into the world of the game. <laughs> and uh, so in a lot of ways it's like a martial arts um, uh, series except it's in the game so yeah right I watched a, a 15 minutes with my boys just for fun and they were spotting all these things things I had noticed like uh, water cooled PCs did you even know there was such a thing no uh, they're usually cooled by fans but in these high level stuff there's water cooled really PCs cool. <laughs> the gamers bring their own keyboards to the tournaments in these little yeah. backpacks pulling up <laughs> Because it's their uh, instrument, it's their, it's their craft. That's right. <laughs> they have to bring their tools. And they wear these uh, great tracksuits uh, for the tournaments and around, they've got a casual version of the tracksuits around in their com- compounds. And, well, you've got to uh, dress for comfort when you're working hard. Which, yeah, <laughs> I really want some of them now. You know, I think that they're the perfect working from home outfit. So, um, <laughs> Are they matching on the top and on the bottom? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're completely matching and they so might have a little pin or a brooch or something <laughs> with the team symbol. Um, <laughs> Richard, have you got matching pyjamas? That would uh, be absolutely fun. Yeah, look, I've actually, I've said to the family, I want something like this, but I haven't been able to find it. But uh, <laughs> you know, ideally, in the merchandise. So, uh, oh, that is so fun. Yeah, sometimes oh. I'm a bit fussy with TV shows, but this one's hitting all all the spots at the moment. Yeah, um, right. With this, yeah, pure pro gaming escapism. Okay, so what's it called again? Uh, King's Avatar. King's Avatar. Yeah, oh. I don't quite understand the title. There's some interesting translation things as well. One of the teams is called. Team Tiny Herb. <laughs> <laughs> that probably means probably a lot more profound in the Chinese, but uh, in English, <laughs> that's funny. 
<laughs> it loses something in a translation. Yes. So, um, oh, hilarious. Yeah, that's my uh, lockdown life at the moment. A bit of um, oh, that yeah, sounds Chinese, fun. Uh, Pro gaming dramas. <laughs> and what have you been reading in the Bible? Yes, Bible. I'm so thankful for the Bible, Joe, especially during lockdown. It's been like a lifeline to me every morning and evening, mm. to be honest. Um, and uh, this morning just was struck in John. I started John uh, chapter 1, mm. just a simple phrase, uh, John 1, 29. Uh, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And uh, I just thought, I mean, that's a very familiar verse to mm. you and me, Joe. Um, mm. but I just thought, wow, that's that's great. He takes away the sin of the world. Like mm. that just, for some reason or another, that struck me today. Um, maybe I'm feeling a bit weighed down by sin. Maybe I've been spending too much time online and news sites and Facebook and whatever, but maybe feeling a, or some of the sin in my own heart, feeling a bit burdened by the mm. presence, like the mm. sticky presence of sin throughout our world. Mm. Uh, but just to be told by the Bible Jesus, he's the Lamb of God, he takes away the sin of the world. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, on the cross, uh, taking away the, the, the penalty um, and power of sin, uh, ultimately in the fullness of time, the, the complete presence of sin he will remove. But just mm. Um, mm. I was so thankful for that reminder. Yeah, mm. John one twenty nine. It's such a um, basic but sort of foundational truth, isn't it, mm. that we find absolute comfort in what, Jesus has done on the cross. Mm. And so amidst all the learning we do in our Christian faith and all the reading we do, hearing this really core truth about what Jesus has done when he enters the world mm. um, and and the effect of that that we are waiting to see when he returns, yeah, it just, is, it just strikes through every time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think it, it illustrated for me a little bit the point of Bible reading again. Like um, mm. Bible reading is not, it's not always to learn things that are new. Like mm. if you'd asked me, uh, does Jesus take away the lamb, the sin of the world? I would say yes. You know, I, I could have reported that answer to you. But mm. that the exercise of, of reading the Bible is actually hearing God speak to you in that moment at that mm. time mm. Um, and uh, by the Spirit, yeah, communicating mm. to you something that we need to hear at that mm. moment. Yeah. And um, I'm picturing the lamb as well, like um, having grown up with some baby lambs of my own of course, yes. <laughs> on the farm, it makes me think of how um, the imagery made me just jump back to the Old Testament idea of what the lamb, the narrative around the lamb, and I'm thinking particularly Abraham and mm. um, that God would provide something instead of his son. And Yeah. Yeah, just it, your mind really goes when you start thinking about this idea of God provides this lamb, God the Father That's right. provides this yeah. lamb. You mm. could easily meditate on yeah many passages in the Old Testament mm. and just keep enriching that um, mm. yeah our thinking. understanding of the verse. So uh, mm. yeah, John one, loving it. Uh, the what Lamb a classic. Of God. Mm. And for you, yeah, Joe, what are you uh, reading and thinking about at the moment? Well, as you know, I've been working my way slowly through Rebecca McLaughlin's Confronting Christianity. That's so for excellent. people who are yeah people who are listening perhaps for the first time, basically it's a it's an apologetic, I would say, and it's trying to persuade people to to rethink their gut instincts about Christianity. And um, and so there's a range. And today was um, how can you say there's one truth faith? This is the yeah. chapter I was reading. Excellent. And I pause, um, pause you for a moment, Joe. I've really enjoyed your um, reflections on this book. I've actually recommended uh, to others, even though I haven't uh, got round to reading it myself yet. Ah, uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> thanks to your reflections, I've. 
recommend it for to someone in a particular circumstance. So yeah, right, that's um, great. You. Well, I think oh, that's great. Uh, isn't that what book chat does? You know, talking about it, it can feel a bit like bragging when you talk about what you're reading because it's like, oh, uh, yes, I'm I'm reading this very this very informative book. How great am I? <laughs> but actually, when we talk about the books we're reading and just encourage each other. It's mm. such. It can really be that resource that we need in the moment to yeah, yeah. recommend to someone or read ourselves. This book, um, I, I confess, I don't regularly ask these questions in a way that distresses me. But each time I've read a chapter, I've thought, "Oh, I need to think about that more," and mm. I'm encouraged by what she's saying. Um, yeah, yeah. So Sorry, this one, you, you know, is it yes. is it wrong to persuade someone to change their beliefs? Is essentially where she goes um, when, in the face of how can you say there's one true religion? Her first port of call is. Is it wrong to persuade someone to change their beliefs? Mm. And she says this really interesting thing, which then she explains, and it feels very highbrow to read it, but I'm, I, like, <laughs> I was, I'll just read it out loud. Go for it. To say that Islam and Christianity are just two sides of the same coin reduces pluralism to a patronising posture by which we don't respect others enough to take their beliefs seriously. And so she, she continues on and she says, to say I think you are wrong does not mean that you are disrespectful or unkind. In fact... You res- when respecting other beliefs, it's vital that you dis- you can disagree. To try to change someone's beliefs is a sign of respect. They are thinking they are a thinking agent with the ability to decide what they believe, not just the products of their cultural environment. We should not be offended when someone tries to change our beliefs. We should be flattered. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that is really interesting because that's really cool. What do you like about that, Joe? Well, I just I um. I think what she does is she sets up an idea of, no, you don't let this little world, this world's narrative of um, respect being silent acceptance of someone else and thinking their ideas are foolish, actually think, to actually think that that's loving, it's not. And she said, actually, when it's a matter of life and death, seeking to change, change someone's mind is loving. And I'd heard that before, but when she set it mm. up as it's respecting someone that they are a thinking agent and they can change their mind, I thought, I agree. I agree people can change their mind and I agree that I want to engage with what they believe meaningfully. Um, Now, of course, my mind then went to God's sovereignty and how we change our minds and um, predestination. But it really, I think perhaps what it really challenged me to think was, as I engage with my friends, whether they're Christian or not, sitting above what they're saying about what they believe and not engaging with them because for I'm wanting to avoid conflict or I think they're wrong and I don't think they'll change their mind or whatever isn't actually a, necessarily a loving act. And mm. Generally, I wouldn't say it is. It's, it's avoidant, but also it's, it's disrespectful because engaging with someone in healthy and loving, you know, kind disagreement can be a really loving thing to do because you're saying, mm. I actually believe this is truth. <laughs> anyway, so that was good to read. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's, and she said, um, she just commented on the fact that we're losing the art of debate in friendship. And I thought, oh, oh wow, yeah, we, that we surround ourselves with people who believe the same things as us. And um, that actually, uh, she she dis- describes the relationship she has with this guy who she suspects will win the Nobel, a Nobel Peace Prize. I thought, <laughs> okay, so she's having conversations that I'm not having. <laughs> I but she think describes any of your friends are probably in that category. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I've got some pretty smart friends, but not there. <laughs> um, but she said she describes what it looks like for them to have very robust disagreement. Mm. And I thought, oh, yeah. And she acknowledges power dynamics and um, factors around truth and our own stories, and she does it well. So to me, it, I think the outcome of reading this chapter has been 
don't sit above what other people are, are saying about what they believe. Really engage with what they're saying. And if you mm. think they're wrong, Joe, it's not necessarily the most loving thing for you to sit there and think, oh, well, they'll never change their mind. It's can mm. It actually can be disrespectful. Um, I th- yeah, I think I need exactly the same challenge. Mm. Um, that is very helpful. I can think of circumstances where I've, that, that has been exactly what's happened. So, yeah, um, yeah maybe next time I'll respectfully engage in some debate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, anyway, as a, as a conflict avoider, I found it challenging and not particularly pal- palatable to read, no, but also yeah. very much <laughs> making me think. And, of course, then it continues on to think about um, how religious truth can't be untangled from historical truth and what do you do when science and religion conflict. So it's, qu- it's quite an interesting chapter. I'd oh, recommend yeah. to read. Plenty to cover there. Mm. Well, anyway. we should wrap things up. It has been great chatting with you about your vaccination experience. Yes. And... Uh, Telling you all about pro gamers. King's avatar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like the way you've made no promise to check it out yourself. (laughs) No, yeah. Uh, Thank you for identifying that publicly. (laughs) I was trying to keep that subtle. (laughs) I was not looking for anything like that. Oh, good. That's part of the fun of our chats, Joe. uh, That's exactly right. We're not trying to persuade each other to have each other's hobbies necessarily, just talking about them. (laughs) Totally. John John Chapter 1 has been great and Mm. uh, confronting Christianity. Yes. It's been good. And if you are enjoying listening along, we would love to hear from you. Why not send us an email at homegrownfaith at hunterbiblechurch.org. We would love to hear from you and what you have been thinking and learning about. And um, a shout out to Ben, who recommended some music back in a uh, few months ago. I listened to it. I didn't particularly love it, Ben, but it was good good to receive <laughs> as a recommend. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks, right. Ben. It was good. Well, right, I look to forward to, you, to chatting you with you again next week. Mm, sounds good. See ya. Bye.